Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This week, we continue our teaching series, Said No One Ever, where we look at the thought of, a good reputation is worthless. Said no one ever. Hey, we all want a great reputation. Join us as Eric unpacks what Proverbs has to say about this area. Well, for the past few weeks, we have been walking through different sections of the book of Proverbs. And it has been my prayer and my hope that we've accomplished a couple of different things. First of all, we want to just take a look because God's word is powerful. And we have to look at it. We have to open this book up. And we have to investigate what it says because we need to hear from God. And if we're going to survive another seven days, if we're going to make it, then we need to hear from him. And so this series has been about looking at what God has to say specifically to us through this unique book, the book of Proverbs. So here's the other thing we've wanted to do, and that is we have to start doing. So we looked at some different things, and we have to start doing them. And scripture talks about how God's word is like a mirror. And whenever we look into a mirror, we see who we are and what we need to adjust. And when we look into the mirror of God's word, and then we walk away and we don't actually do what it says, it's like an individual who looks into a real mirror and they find that they are disaster and they do nothing to make adjustments. They just walk away. Well, God's word is like a mirror, and when it reveals some things about us that we need to change and adjust, we must start doing. So we have been looking at some different statements that definitely don't fall under the category of said no one ever. We've been looking at some things that a wise man under the inspiration of God, recorded for us so that we could enjoy them and benefit from them. Last week, I asked you guys to write your best said no one ever statements. And I got to tell you, you're hilarious. You really are. So I'm going to share some of these statements with you. I can't share them all, but here are some of the unique ones. Here we go. I like throwing up in public, said no one ever. This is someone with a bad childhood memory, I think. How about this one? Eric's bright pink shirt looked really cool today, said no one ever. Black is the new pink, by the way. This hospital food is delicious, said no one ever. I like this one. I plan to put on a few pounds to get ready for summer. (laughs) Said no one ever. I love how friendly the Philadelphia airport security is. (laughs) Said no one ever. Here's one that I think is appropriate for all of us this week. I'm so glad my in-laws are going to be staying at our house for a couple of weeks. (laughs) Said no one ever. And a bonus. The colonoscopy prep was great, (laughs) said no one ever. Well, here's our real said no one ever statement for today, and it also serves as our big idea. A good reputation 
is worthless, said no one ever. A good reputation, that's just a worthless thing. Well, nobody says that. Here's a question for all of us. Do you want a good reputation? A a good reputation? Is that something that you desire? I think most of us would say, yeah, that's what I want because it's going to benefit me in every area of life. I want a good reputation. But while we say that, here's what tends to happen. We allow these small little compromises to sneak into our lives and they chip away at our good reputation. And when we allow these small compromises to find their way into our lives, all of a sudden we realize that we are not who we thought we were. And so we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 3 today. And what we find here are words that help us think through how we can have and keep and maintain a good reputation. So out of respect for God and his word, I'd like to ask you to stand as I begin reading Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder and write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. And may God add his blessing to the reading of his words. You may be seated. What I want to do now is I want to pull some takeaways out of what we've read here in Proverbs chapter 3. So get your pen out, take your program, you can graffiti that thing to death, or get your smart device out and begin typing, because there's going to be some great takeaways for all of us on how we can get and how we can keep a good reputation. So if you're a student or a worker, a mom, a dad, a retiree, a friend, a neighbor, here's the challenge. Choose a good reputation. See, this is possible for all of us. Choose a good reputation. And what do we mean by that? Does a good reputation mean that I have to think about what you think about me? And I've got to get worried about that and wonder what you're thinking about what I'm doing and what I'm saying, and that's my reputation. No, that's not it at all. Our key verse, verse 4, could actually be read this way. So you will find favor and good repute in the sight of God and man. So we've got this unique little word, repute, which is the word reputation, and that equals insight insight 
understanding and good sense. That's what a reputation is, and that's what it does. That's what repute is. It's insight, it's understanding, and it's good sense. So in a real way, we could say insight and understanding and good sense is worthless, said no one ever. By the way, if you have insight in your life, if you have understanding, if you have good sense, you're going to be surrounded by people because they will want a piece of you. And at that point, you will have a good reputation. It'll be yours. And people will gravitate toward that. All right, so let's pull out some takeaways here from Proverbs chapter 3. Number one, put on the necklace of loyalty and kindness. Put on the necklace of loyalty and kindness. And I think it's fair to say that if you really want to have impact, if you really want to be heard, if you really want to lead, loyalty and kindness. It's got to be a part of who we are. If you go back to verse 3, it says, never let loyalty. Now, here's how you define that. It's defined as faithfulness. So never let faithfulness, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder and write them deep within your heart. Now don't miss this because here's what we get. If we wear loyalty and kindness, faithfulness around our neck, and if we write those things deep within our hearts, here's what we get. And this is incredible. Verse 4 then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Loyalty and kindness. By the way, loyalty and kindness are not code for doormat. I know some people are thinking that because you're saying in your mind, if I'm loyal, if I'm kind in my environment where I work, If I'm loyal and if I'm kind in my home, everybody will just run all over me. But here's the reality. Loyalty and kindness means that we must hold people accountable. And sometimes the loyal thing, sometimes the kind thing is the hard thing. But when we do that with respect, we earn a good reputation. So if we want a good reputation which is worth it, then we need to put on the necklace of loyalty and kindness. Question, is loyalty and kindness hanging around your neck? Does that describe you? If people had to throw out a few words about you, would they say loyalty, faithfulness, and kindness? I think this is really appropriate for this week because we're all probably going to be around some crazy people. Code for family. Right? So loyalty and kindness. All right, here's takeaway number two. Choose the right path by choosing the right leader. Choose the right path by choosing the right leader. And the two go together. Right path equals right leader. Right leader equals right path. And this is what we find in verse five. Trust or have confidence in the Lord with all your heart. 
So we're going to trust. We're going to have some confidence in what? We're going to do that in the Lord, and we're going to do that with all of our heart. And then it says, do not depend on your own understanding. And that word depend there has the idea of putting all of your weight on something. So trust, have confidence in God, and don't depend or don't lean or don't put all of your weight on you. It's not a good idea, and it's not going to work out. Instead, put all of that in God. Why? Verse 6, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So lean on God. Depend on him with everything and then begin to seek him and God will show you which path to take. Now, maybe you feel like you've been doing that. You're leaning on God and you're trusting in him and you're putting full confidence in him and you are seeking his will and you sense no direction from him. Well, keep going. Don't give up. Don't stop putting all of your confidence in him. I think sometimes we give up on this too easily and at the right time and in the right place, God will give us clarity and he will show us the right path. That's what it says. If we want a good reputation, which is so worth it, it's time to lean on the right leader, which will give us the right path. And right path, right leader. So question, how often do you find yourself on your knees in prayer seeking God's direction? How you answer that will truly show who you're depending on. Sobering, isn't it? I know for me, I'm shocked and embarrassed at how many times I try to lean on my own understanding. And when I find myself in the middle of a cloud or something that's not certain, I say to myself, I'll figure it out. I can do this. I have the intellectual capacity. I can push through. I will find a way. Only to discover that I really don't have the intellectual ability and I cannot find a way. And it's at that point that I've got to get on my face before God and ask for some help. See, how often do you find yourself on your knees before God, seeking his will. Here's the crazy thing about this. God actually says in his word, if anybody lacks wisdom, like you're just unsure about which way to go and you don't know which step to take, if you lack wisdom, here's what God says. Ask me, just ask me and I'll give that to you. But often we kind of make that the last thing on our list. And the reality is, it's time to choose the right path by choosing the right leader and put all of our confidence in him. And he will show us the right path. But we've got to spend more time on our knees in prayer, asking him to do that. God says, trust in me, lean into me and trust in God. When we do this, here's what we get a good reputation, it follows us. Here's the third takeaway. Honor God with your wealth. And this is really an interesting one here. 
Honoring God with your wealth, verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part or the choice part of everything that you produce. The idea of the best part or the choice part is to give to God first. Before other things, give to God first. Give to him out of the choice part or out of the best part of what you have. I think it's really, really interesting that money or wealth is mentioned here as we're talking about a good reputation because money can't buy that. I mean, if a reputation is shot, no amount of money can get that back for you without doing these kinds of things here. So why is this here? Why is wealth tied to reputation? Well, I think it's simple, really. And that is when we give to God first, when we give to him out of the best part of what we have, God just honors that. He just does. And it doesn't always make sense and it can't always be explained, but God honors us when we give to him out of the best of what we have. And one of the ways that he honors us is with a good reputation. God honors honor. And when you walk through scripture, This is what you find over and over and over. Give to God first. Give to God first. Give to God first. And maybe there's some tension in the financial arena of your life right now. Are you giving to God first? If not, flip that around a little bit and see what God does for you. Because God actually says, test me in this. Test me and see what I do. But this is tough, isn't it? Kind of a hard thing. And quite honestly, I think God whispers to me more in this area than in any other area of my life with what I have, with my money. Share here. Give more over here. Sacrifice for this. Do for one what you wish you could do for everyone And I think God is messing with me in this area. He really is. It's kind of a scary place to be. It's kind of a fun place to be. Because I have a family and I have a home and I would like to retire someday. I really would. And I just read this week that in the Northeast, it takes $1.8 million to raise a child and get them halfway through college. Just halfway. I don't know where people come up with these numbers and I don't know if it's accurate or not, but let's just imagine that it is. So you take $1.8 million and you multiply that times how many kids you have and that's kind of a breathtaking number. And you can begin to look at that big number and say, okay, I will give the best part of my wealth to God later. Like at some point in the future, that's when I'll tackle that but I think God wants the best part of my wealth now. God wants the choice part of what I have right now. And I suspect that God is going to push all of us in this area in the days ahead. So if you want a good reputation, which is worth it, then honor God with your wealth. Question, do you find yourself giving to God first? Or is that last? Where are you giving to God? 
Final takeaway, number four. Learn to love the teaching hand of God. This is what we find in verse 11. It says, my child, don't reject, which means don't take lightly, the Lord's discipline. And that word discipline means to teach and to train. So don't reject, don't take lightly when God begins to teach and to train in your life. And don't be upset or don't hate when he corrects you. Why? Verse 12, for the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Now, discipline sounds like a negative thing, doesn't it? Sounds kind of rough. Like God's gonna turn into a bully here and he's gonna start pushing people around so that they will do exactly what he wants them to do. And I think often our view of discipline is shaped by the disciplinarians that we've had in our life. And many people have had a disciplinarian that has been rough and has done that without love. And so we kind of project that onto God because the disciplinarians in my life have been rough and they've done that without love. This is how God must train. This is how God must teach, especially when I'm not exactly following his way. But here's the thing about God. God is love. I mean, he is. He is the inventor of love. He is the creator of love. And so when he disciplines, when we see his loving hand, when he trains, when he teaches, he does that in love because he can't do it any other way. It's not possible for God because God is love. If we want a good reputation, which is worth it, then learn to love the teaching hand of God and know that he always places that on us in a loving way. Even when we don't like it, he touches us and disciplines and trains in a loving way because God is love, period. Question, do you find yourself leaning in or leaning away from the teaching hand of God? All right, let's go back to our big idea for a second. A good reputation is worthless, said no one ever. See, we all want a good reputation. We want that with God and we want that with people. And sometimes it's hard to know how to figure that out. How do you honestly know when you have that good reputation? How do you know when you've earned that? How do you know when you're living that and people see that in you? Well, we've got it right here from a wise man named Solomon. And here's what he says. If you want a good reputation, here it is. Put on the necklace of loyalty, faithfulness, and kindness. And choose the right path by choosing the right leader. Honor God with your wealth and learn to love the teaching hand of God. And when we begin the process of implementing and doing those things, we get, according to verse four, a good reputation with God and with people. So this week, Thanksgiving, whatever it is that you're up to, do this. Walk with these takeaways, put them on in your life, 
and embrace the necklace of loyalty and kindness. Choose the right path by choosing the right leader and put your confidence in him and get on your knees and pray and ask for wisdom from this right leader and honor God with the choice part of your wealth and learn to love the teaching hand of God. Respect from God, a good reputation with God and respect and a good reputation from people. It's ours. We can have it. Father, we thank you so much for just some time to think about what Solomon says to us in Proverbs chapter 3. And this is just an amazing paragraph that talks to us about how it is possible for us to have a good reputation. And I believe most of us want that. We desire that. That's a good thing. We understand that. But I think often we allow these little compromises into our lives that chip away at that reputation and all of a sudden, we're not who we think we are. And it's at that point that we gotta figure it out and we gotta turn to you. God, maybe there are people in the room who have lost a good reputation for a variety of reasons. Help them to know that they can earn that back by following the path of Proverbs 3. God, for those in the room that do have a good reputation, help them to get even a little more intentional about maintaining that and not allowing these small little compromises in. So God, would you just help us to put on the necklace of loyalty and kindness? Would you help us to choose the right path by choosing the right leader, you, and putting all of our weight on you? God, would you just help us to honor you with the choice part of our wealth? And God, help us to love the teaching and the correcting hand that you give to us. I want you to keep your head bowed and your eyes closed for just a moment. Why don't you just take this time and say, God, I think this is what you're saying to me right now right here on this day. Here's what you're saying to me. Just talk to God about that. God, would you help us to chase this stuff? Help us to get after it. God, I believe you want us to have a good reputation so that we can tell as many people as possible about you and your amazing love and how you have a plan and a purpose for every life. And God, when we have insight and understanding and good sense, when we have repute, when we have a good reputation, we'll be able to do that. So God, wherever we're at today with this, help us to really chase these things. 
so that we can have respect from you and from people and a good reputation with you and with others. God bless us now as we just personalize this and as we share some words with you in song, help us to engage, help us to give ourselves to you now, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 and 11 a.m. 